Well, hello, everybody. This is Spencer Horn with the, the Teamwork Podcast, A Better Way. I'm so excited to be hosting our guest today, Oana Sarbu. I get to tell you a little bit about her. She's absolutely amazing. And she's coming to us uh, live from Dubai. And I'll get to that in just a second. But I want to let you know that Christian is not here today. And he is my host, co-host for over two years. And he's never missed a, a podcast. And today he is being a, a great husband and father and taking care of his family with uh, with something that has come up. And so he could not join us. And But no worries, because I have a new co-hostess. And that is Awana Sarbu today. How are you, Awana? Hello, fine. Thank you. It's good to be here. Thank you so much for the invitation. So good to have you. And, and neither of us are in our normal spaces in our office. So where are you coming to us today from? Uh, from to, from Dubai, actually from a crypto event, which is pretty good to, to learn about new things and new businesses. As you know, crypto is always interesting and, of course, a new subject, which I personally don't know that much about. So, so you're there to learn and to network and to, and to grow and to learn. It's so fantastic. And you've taken... Yes, it's a never-ending story. Well, and we thank you for taking time out of your, uh, of your day to be able to join us. Uh, I'm coming to you from Las Vegas. I'm actually in, in one of my clients' offices here in Las Vegas, so I'm not in my, my normal space. But for those of you who are joining us live, we see that, that you're there. Just if you have comments, put it in, your, put it in the LinkedIn uh, uh, comments and it will show up and we will, we will discuss your questions if we have them. But today I'm excited to talk to Awana about a, a subject that, you know, she says, how do we really have team spirit in a world that is dominated by lone wolves? Do, do you feel like the world is dominated by lone wolves sometimes, Awana? Yes, I do feel, especially in the last uh, in the last two years when we had the pandemic, when we had to learn to learn how to work alone at uh, our uh, homes, not necessarily in the office with uh, with a team. But uh, technology, of course, helps us to to keep in touch. But it's not the same thing as being in the office, keeping the people in contact and being present in the moment. So. Uh, yes, I think the last two years have been a little bit difficult when it came to uh, to connecting with people and staying on the same level. But I, I still believe that uh, people who are lone wolves uh, usually tend to be like this unless they want to, to do something else to get out of that mindset. You know, and, and the, the thing that I forgot to do today is, is really talk a little bit about your experience and, and why this is a topic that is uh, important. You are in a, in a field that, that is the legal profession as an attorney yourself. And I, I want people to know just a little bit about you and, and why this is a, they can understand a little bit more about why this topic is so important. But Awana, you know, as a partner at Demokos Partners, an attorney at law, you get to be in an industry that is a lot of times really heavily focused with with individuals but as a, you're an elite lawyer she really has been leading a, a new generation of extraordinary uh, potential within this young generation it's one of the reasons why i'm so excited to have you just your energy and enthusiasm your thirst for knowledge and the things that you work on as a as a professional in the in the field is insolvency restructuring proceedings commercial administrative civil litigations employee litigation, which is something I'm very interested in, 
enforcement procedures. And one of the things that you just love to do and one of, is one of your passions is real estate. Is that right? Yes, exactly. And so you bring all of that experience, all of, also your, your multinational experience based in Bucharest, Romania. And uh, just the, the, the construction field is so vibrant, so exciting. It's, it's, it's a growth field. And I think that's uh, something that you know, is attractive to many people in, as an industry. And what did I miss? You know, I, I remember I asked you a little bit about yourself and you love to snowboard, you love tennis, uh, you have a big fan in, in Simona Halep, which is an incredible tennis player from your home country. Uh, my wife absolutely loves Simona Halep as a tennis player. She's an incredible tennis player. And let's see, what else did, do we want people to know about you? Anything that, that you'd like to share about your amazing life? You said so many wonderful things. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, just a quick thing. Uh, I'm actually passionate about skiing, not snowboarding. I mean, skiing is something that I learned uh, like five years ago, but it's something that I'm really passionate about. And actually, I was thinking about all my hobbies. They are more or less individual uh, sports, not, uh, not really uh, group sports. But I don't know if it's a coincidence or not, but being a lawyer usually involves a lot of time being uh, being on yourself, uh, being a lone wolf. But this does not necessarily mean that you have to be all the time a lone wolf. You always have to be in contact with other people. You always have to learn from other people. And this is so this is why it is so essential to to have the best people on uh, on your team. I mean, you, you cannot be afraid of having, uh, of having uh, the best people to learn from. Actually, it's more important to have people that are better than you at uh, all, all of uh, uh, industries, not only uh, in all parts of life, actually, not only uh, professional, uh, uh, your professional life, because this is how you grow and this is how, uh, how you develop and how you learn. You know, that, that's such a good point, Awana. I mean, one of the things that you said is surrounding your see, yourself with people that are, are better than you. I, I don't mean, you know, better humans, but maybe have more experience that, that can teach you things that you, you don't know is one of the things you just said so that you can learn and grow. I, I find that some people struggle with that idea, that they're not always willing to surround themselves with people that know more than them. There are some people in business and in politics that want to be the smartest person in the room. Tell me why you think that is. I mean, what, what, do you, what have you noticed in your, in your experience? I think that the, it's a lot of ego when it comes to your personal uh, uh, image. And you want to, of course, it's natural to, to think of yourself as being the best. But this is not, this is impossible. This cannot be achieved because you, there, are, there is always uh, space for... Uh, to be better, there's always space to grow, so you cannot always uh, pretend to be the, the best in everything. And this is why it is so essential to have better people, to have the best people and to have smarter people, uh, better people on, on your team so that you can uh, evolve and, uh, and, uh, and grow. This is the most important thing in life, not only professional, but also uh, personally. You know, it's, it's interesting. I, 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 have a, I have a question that, that um, I just, that came to mind, um, you know, I, I coach a lot of senior executives and I actually coach more women executives than men. And anecdotally, this is not, there's no scientific research, 
in my experience, a lot of times the women executives are more comfortable being coached because they are more willing to take feedback and more willing to learn. I told you I have five kids, right? I have three daughters, my oldest are daughters, and my two youngest are sons. When I coached my, my kids at sports, my daughters always took the feedback. They didn't have an ego about it. They, they listened like, okay, dad, how can I do it better? But when I coached my sons, like, dad, don't stop talking. Don't tell me what to do. You know, they, they were so frustrated when I would. And, and so I was frustrated. I couldn't coach my sons the way I could my daughters. And I, I don't know if that's something that is, is gender related. I, I hope I don't make anybody angry, but that's just my experience. Yes, I think it is also uh, true. I could see that women are more receptive to uh, receiving uh, feedback or recommendation than uh, than men usually are uh, i think it is a gender uh, matter and it also it is is a ego matter so i've seen this also in sports um i've seen it in tennis in uh, skiing in um in shooting actually uh, i've seen men who are uh, do not like to take advice from other men or especially from other women this is the worst thing you can do to them to some of them not all of them of course but women are more receptive to uh, to, uh, to advices than uh, than, my, than men are i could see that yes you know and, it, and i'm speaking from personal experience i am somebody that was not good at receiving feedback. There's a couple of reasons and it had to do with a little bit of my personality. And it was, if I was getting feedback, it's because you don't trust me or you don't believe in me, or you feel like I'm doing something wrong. And I've worked really hard to, you know, to, to make sure that things are right. And so I would get defensive. And, and as a result, there's a cost to that because if I make it unsafe for people to give me feedback, then pretty soon what happens is nobody gives me feedback. And when nobody gives me feedback, then I'm only relying on myself and there are huge risks that come. And so hold on for just a second because I want to talk to you a little bit about those risks that come. So what do you think are some of those risks that come from going it alone? Not reaching the top. No, I mean, not reaching the top of the mountain, for example. I mean, you can you can grow, of course you can grow, but you can um, rarely reach the top of the mountain alone. You need to have training. You need to have someone uh, to help you. You need to have a whole team to help you reach your uh, highest potential and, uh, and grow. This is why it's so important to, to, have, uh, to have a team on your side and to trust your team and this is a very important matter because usually people have trust issues they tend to especially lawyers uh lawyers tend to <laughs> tend to question everything they uh, and it's natural of course this is part of the job uh, to question everything they hear everything they read uh, they need to filter it very carefully and this is why it is so uh, difficult for them as individuals to to trust uh, to trust other people that's so interesting that you say that. So one of the reasons that I just heard you say that lawyers have trust issues is because they are trained to be skeptical natu naturally. Is that what you're saying? To question, yes, to question everything. This is what we do. We question everything. We have to, uh, to make sure that the, what we hear, what we see, what we read uh, is exactly as it is. We need to make the 
the research the, the research from uh, from behind do you think there are other professions that that attract similar personalities that lone wolf, wolf personality besides the legal profession in your experience i think also doctors have the same more or less personality they uh, they have a really big ego uh they uh, they i think they feel sometimes as gods because people come to them when they're so trusting and uh they put basically their whole lives in their hands and they believe that they can sometimes save their lives why not so yes i think that uh, doctors have uh, similarities you know i think that's i i agree i mean i also think that there are uh, people in in sales that for example are you know they're we we really misunderstand what a team is a lot of times we think of a team as people that work together like a work group i mean think you talked about sports right there are ski teams there are golf teams there are tennis teams but they are individuals that that at the end of the day you add up your score to see how you did but it's all based on individual efforts true teamwork is more like say basketball or soccer right which you cannot score a goal or a basket without the help of other people on that team and that's where there there's interdependence and so i think there's a lot of industries that that attract this lone wolf personality sales is one of them consulting is is another and, and these are industries where you know it's 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 dangerous because well, tell us what do you think is the cost because there's no trust if there's no trust what's the impact i mean think about your your lawyer, your your salesperson. Well, if there's no trust in your team, you actually have to do the work twice. Uh, a lot of cost. The cost is reflected to the client, and uh, this is not okay. Not for you, nor for the client. And um, yes, I would say uh, this would be the main problem. Not and not growing. You instead of doing something else, uh, focus focusing your energy on developing other things. You have to always uh, check what uh, what your team uh, teammates have done, uh, just to be sure. I mean, if you, it's normal to check what they have done to verify. But at a certain point, when you you build a certain trust and a certain relationship, and you know that uh, you can uh, you can rely on what the, the other person did, then. Maybe it's not that uh, that important to to uh, do micromanagement, let's say, or to be a control freak. I mean, not to overdo it. It's very important to to trust and to um, give some of your powers to your coworkers. So, all right. So I'm going to play devil's advocate. Set an example. Yes, I, I'm going to I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second, and that is I, I'm I'm somebody that is. You just said it. It takes twice as long. You have to do twice the amount of work. I find that, you know what, if I, if I don't have to worry about anybody checking anybody else's work, I can do it so much faster. And if I have to stop and tell someone to do it, it it's less productive. So I'm just going to do it myself anyway. And that's faster. So how can I be, how can I end up charging the client more? It's, it's, it's more efficient if I do it myself. What would you say to that? I have the same problem. I, uh, I had actually the same problem. <laughs> I uh, usually wanted to do things uh, myself because I knew how to do it and it would took uh, less time. But on the long term, it is more important to teach someone else how to do it in order for them to get it right. I mean, the first time, the second time, probably they will not do it right, but eventually they will learn how to do it. And in this time, 
you can uh, you can uh, do something else. You can develop other businesses. You can uh, go meet with clients. You can grow. So, so it takes time. Hearing... Like, this is why you need to have the right people. I, I so I hear what you're saying is, is if I do it myself, then I am stuck doing things that may be of more inconsequential in just terms of, of my growth trajectory. And I can go out and learn new things. I could go to a crypto conference in Dubai if I trust my team. Exactly. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. And, and it's not that those things are inconsequential ever, but it is a progression, right? As we as we learn to do things that, that maybe can be repeated or project-driven tasks and, and learn to trust our team, that they can actually solve problems too. I mean, that's it's an opportunity for them to grow. As you give more and more of your of the work that you normally do to those around you, then that gives them a chance to learn, to grow, to develop, and to increase their value to, to themselves and to you. Exactly. I, I totally agree with this. So I, I, it's interesting that I see on YouTube, there are actually videos that teach people how to be lone wolves. How to go it alone. Listen, the world's too difficult to go as a team. Just forget everybody else. Do, go on your own. You don't need anybody else. Um, what, what do you say to that? I, and I'm putting you on the spot. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we are social human beings. We need to socialize with other people. We need to be surrounded by other people. We are not built to be uh, alone in life, generally in life, not only in business, but also in life. So always learning how to trust other people and let go and be surrounded by the right people, not by everybody. I mean, this is, the, I would say, is the secret to, to success. Keep going. You, you, I interrupted your thought. What were you going to say? <laughs> I was saying that uh, this maybe may resonate to some people. These uh, these YouTube videos may resonate to some people and may make them feel that okay, it's okay to be a lone wolf. Of course, it's okay. But maybe sometimes it's okay to be like this only for a short period of time at a certain point in your life, not necessarily on the long term. Well, you know, you have you to see when when you need to stop. <laughs> yeah. Before we got on, you asked me if I if I'd ever experienced being a lone wolf, and I told you that I had. Uh, I started working for a leadership training and development company in 2008 here in Las Vegas, and um, at the time they hired me to do organizational development training. But the the intensive training they had was so intensive; it was a two and a half day retreat that people only came to this training if somebody else referred them. And so the salespeople only knew how to, to go through a script from a warm referral. And the recession in this country that happened in 2008, 2009, all the way to 2012 really impacted our, our sales and it cut in half. So they asked me to, to go and start selling. And I, it was not a good time to find another job. And so I started selling on 100% commission in January of 2009. I had no book of business. I had no referrals. And so I had to figure out a different way of doing it. And they kept telling me that, that you, you need to do it this way. Well, it didn't work for the circumstance that I was in. And so I had to almost separate myself and just go to work and put my head down. And I did that for a time, but I eventually became the CEO of that company, but I couldn't do it forever. As I started having success, as I started to grow, I needed to be able to bring other people and teach them 
what I was doing because so many other people that were hired on the company were not having success. And so I started teaching them my way. But it was really, really interesting. I, you can't stay there. And sometimes you're exactly right. You have to do it even for, you know, for a short time. So you do recommend working in in a team and not as an individual alone? There's no question about it. Listen, I'm I'm in an industry right now where so I, I went out on my own. I started my own business, and we you know we're a small company, but there is absolutely no way that I could do everything that I do by myself. Entrepreneurs is another one that ends up you know a lot of times going it alone, and and they're a driven personality. They're motivated, but at some point you get to a critical point where you just can no longer grow if you don't get out of your own way. And I'm, I'm coaching a, a, a brilliant a guy who's doing NFTs and crypto like you. He's in California, just a brilliant guy. And he is really struggling because of his personality to be able to scale and to be able to trust other people. And, and I want to come back to that comment of trust, but can I just take a little interlude and show some you know, this last weekend, I took a, my family, just, and it relates to our subject. And I believe in team. I believe in family. I mean, there, I have five children. I have six grandchildren. I have two, let's see, how many sons? I have three sons-in-law. <laughs> oh, my God, such a big family. Congratulations. That's yes, I'll thank you. And my, oh, you are a big team. <laughs> we are a big team. And my 23-year-old son just got engaged last Wednesday. And I'll, I'll show you a picture of him here in just a second. But we, one of the things we love to get together as a family, and I love adventure. I love You talk about climbing to the top of mountains. I love the metaphor of climbing. And I love to climb mountains. As a matter of fact, my logo is, uh, Altium is about you know, about the highest, right? It's about climbing and it's actually a mountain peak that I put on my, my logo because I love that metaphor. And sometimes what happens is if people aren't being part of a team or they're not listening, you got to put them in, in uncomfortable situations a little bit and it causes them to listen. And that's what the training I used to do at this leadership company would do. It would almost force people to rely on each other. But one of the things I like to do is I like to take my family out on some adventures. Not, not everybody could make it. One of my daughters just had a baby and she and her husband couldn't make it. My other daughter was here in Las Vegas and she and her husband, you know, they have four kids. They couldn't make it. But here is, here's a picture of my daughter. This is my third daughter. She's hanging. This is a hundred foot cliff that we're going off right under an arch in Moab. And that's her husband right underneath her there. He's an attorney. Just graduated last year and he's doing fabulous. This is them together uh, coming down this, this rope. Here's my son. I'll tell you, backing off a cliff, and, and they're going right between this arch. You'll see it here in just a moment. And that's his fiance. And they're learning to work together to trust the people that, that showed them how to do this, to set them up for success so that they wouldn't get hurt. Here's us climbing. We had to climb, I mean, almost 3,000 feet to get to these places, it was a tough day. We were absolutely exhausted at the end of the day. Um, here's me going down a 140-foot cliff, and there's my daughter right next to me. You can see her head poking out for the picture. It's so stinking scary, Oana. I mean, backing off a cliff that's 140 feet high. Uh, so this I'm is sure it is. <laughs> this is our this is our gang. This is my this is the first free fall cliff that we just went off underneath that arch. And uh, they just got down together and they're so happy. Why? Because they did something difficult. 
And here's my son and I. We're going down first by ourselves so that we can belay the rest of the team. Uh, there's my youngest son. He's 21. <laughs> no fear. Here I am, big guy, this little rope. I'm like, is it really going to hold me, Awana? And here's me. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is me. We could not get through this huge crack. So we had to literally, you had to, it's called stem. And you have to, you have to just commit and stretch over this, over this crevasse. And in order to get through this little spot in the canyon, it's really difficult. Here's the, the cliff that they're going down, one of them. There's me free, free uh, repelling. And there's our guide. He's a friend of mine from high school, grew up with, in my neighborhood. And, and the point of all of this is we have these experiences together. I, I can't imagine doing that by myself. I can't imagine climbing to the mountain and looking around at all this incredible view that I'm seeing and being alone. I take my kids because I want to be there with them. I take my team because I want them to feel that success, to have the, the feeling of, of, of joy that comes from striving, that comes from doing difficult things. Yes, it's amazing what you are doing, and you have a wonderful family, and it was a really, really great weekend, and I'm pretty sure that this is how your entire life is together as a family as a team and this is the most important thing and what i actually believe is that being um, learning how to be uh, in a team is very essential and it's learned as a child and i think that this is what you did with also with your children you you taught them to to be team players to to always be there for others and uh, to trust other people and this is the most important thing because you, you cannot do it in life without having someone to rely on. And well, when it, you have your whole family, it's amazing. You know, it, you're, uh, thank you. Uh, and it wasn't just me. I had an incredible partner, and that is my wife. And she is so amazing. And she has one of the things that I think is really important, where I want to go next to finish up, is how do we get to that trust? How do we get to team? You mentioned you need to have it as maybe as a child, but not everybody has that. But I had a partner in my wife that is my exact opposite. My natural tendency is to be the lone wolf, is to be hard driving, very extroverted, uh, more high dominance, impatience, low conformity. But she is exactly opposite. She's low dominance, which means she is all about supporting and going with the team. She's lower extroversion. She doesn't love being with a bunch of strangers. She is high patient, very patient, high conforming, exactly opposite of me in every way. But what's so wonderful about that is I admire her strengths, which are very different than mine. And together, we are so much stronger than we are with just my strengths or just her strengths alone. Yes, you are a power couple, I think. And what you did is amazing. <laughs> Congratulations. So thank you. Nice. How do you. So how do you start to build trust? And, and is trust earned or is it given? Uh, that's a that's a question that I'm throwing out to you. Just well, first of all, if you want to receive something, you need to put out. So you need to give trust in order to receive trust. This is everything you need to do with most of the things in life. I mean, if you want to receive something, you need to put out first. So this yeah, would be the essential thing uh, to let go to let go of control. Not always trying to be in control of others of uh, situations to trust. It all comes down to trust, though. So. Yeah, but isn't there... Do micromanagement. 
Yes. And isn't there a, um, a scale, though, of, of trusting? I'm so glad that you say trust is given. So oftentimes we say, well, you have to earn my trust. Well, how can anybody earn your trust if you don't at least give them a chance to do something in the first place? Now, I don't know if you have any kids. I don't think you do, but I have had now no, I don't. I don't. five kids, and I had to teach them all how to drive the car. And my wife, that's one of the things that she asked me to do. She didn't, she's too, she was, that's one thing that was hard for her. She says, all right, it's your job. You get to teach them how to drive. At, but at some point, we got to let them go alone, right? Now, I, I gave them the keys to go to their friend's house or to go to school. I didn't give them the keys to go to California or to drive to New York. So I didn't trust them that much, right? But I gave them a little bit of trust in the beginning. So it's, it's kind of both, isn't it? We have to give it, but we also have to, to earn it, right? And, and we can give people a chance to earn it by setting them up for success, by teaching them what they need to do. And there are levels that you talk about micromanagement. And one of the things that has to happen in order for us to let go is to at some point take a risk and give somebody an opportunity to take a chance and then reward that with additional opportunities, additional, here's, here's the car keys, you can go a little farther this time, right? Yes, this is what good, good parents do, actually. So, <laughs> Very good parenting. So how do you do that, Awana, in, in, in the workplace? How do, you, how do you develop some more trust? You, you, as you said, it's also like in, in life, you give them a little test, See how they do and then you you build trust you give them a little bit more and then they deliver if it's not compliant with what you ask then you have to give them feedback but it also depends how you give feedback because people usually are very sensitive to to negative uh, to negative uh, feedback and this is why you need to to choose properly your words your tone of voice and not be critical but be supportive and um have a growing mindset and not only for you but also for uh, for the colleague or for the person you are giving feedback to and you need to be considerate of all of their feelings because people are so sensitive you cannot imagine how sensitive people are i mean something that would normally wouldn't hurt you maybe for other person would be the end of the world so you need to you need to be considerate about uh, about the other people uh, the, the other person's uh, feelings you know, I think that's great advice. And if, and if I can build on that, if you'll allow me, one of the things that, um, that, I, that I help people to learn in this area is, first of all, is understand their natural, how they naturally uh, lead, what their personality is. As I said before, my personality is actually probably more naturally driven to a lone wolf. It's easy for me to go it alone. I'm comfortable going alone. It's easy to do that. And that's a high dominant personality. A lot of them are. They're very assertive. They're, 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 and we, you have impatience, so you don't want to wait for people. You don't want them to, you don't take the time to, to help them. So, so know what your personality is. And then there are different types of personalities that have high patience. And they struggle with delegation or letting go because if, if, if I'm low patient and I give you the task, Oana, and you don't do it right, that means I actually have to confront you and have a conversation, and I don't want to do that because that's uncomfortable. I don't want to have to, to tell you that you did something wrong, and so I just avoid it. And because of that, I just do it myself because I don't want to have that tough conversation with you. That's completely different. That's conflict avoidance. And then you have perfectionists. 
the perfectionists are, uh, they, they have to have it done just right. And if you don't do it just right, then they're going to have a problem. My personality is about control, right? I want, I want you to do it my way because I want you to do it my way. And that's a problem. And so first of all, it's understanding what your natural tendency is. And then what I have found, Awana, is in giving feedback, if someone is having a problem, the first thing I do is I, I, you know, I sit down and listen, I, I brought you here today because um, I'm meeting with you regularly and, and you're doing a great job. But I noticed in this case that you had a problem with this, you know, this client. It didn't turn out the way we expected. Tell me what happened. Explain a little bit about the situation. I let them talk. And then the other thing that I do, Oana, is I say, now, thank you for sharing that with me, but you understand the impact of, of having it done like that is it hurts the client and it hurts our firm. That's the impact. So my question is to you is what can you do differently? What would you, how would you like to, to correct this and fix this? And so I don't tell them how to do it. I ask them what they want to do. And I, and, and sometimes we'll just say, well, what if they don't know how to do it? And I go, well, just get creative on me for a minute. And I don't tell them, even if I know what they should do, I don't tell them because that creates some of the defensiveness that you were talking about, right? But yes, I've seen that asking questions is very, very important. Usually people, it's uh, like going to, to, uh, to a specialist, let's say. Uh, the specialist asks you, what, what, how are you feeling? What did you think you did wrong? Oh, not wrong. What did you think you did? Uh, could you have done this better? And usually people tend to get to the solution themselves and get to the feedback themselves without... Uh, without being criticized because usually when people are criticized they are very negative and they they block everything you you say so it's not it's not what you want right and, and Alana, i assume that people are 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 thoughtful they're smart they're whole they're not broken and they can figure things out usually and so if you give them that chance and and then if they ask for help that's fine you can you can give them some help on the things but people are always going to be more bought in to their idea than they are yours and it, listen, Awana, if I tell you how to do something to deal with your client, for example, let's just use that, hey, or, or this is what you need to say in the courtroom, and it, it doesn't work for you, whose fault is it? Usually you tend to put the blame on the one who tells you how to do it. When on the other side, if you, uh, if you, you say, this is, this is what I'm thinking, this is the best thing to do, then uh, I'll take your advice and this is, my, this is my opinion also, then it's your liability, not the person who told you how to do it. So this, uh, this is a, a great importance when it comes to, to liability, because you need to take responsibility for yourself, not to say, oh no, my boss told me to do that, or my partner told me to do that. So it's easy to put the blame on someone else than yourself. Yes, that's right. And, you know, I, I just find that if you help people to solve their own problems, it'll make your life so much easier. And in the beginning, it, it, it takes a little extra time. So it's going to take some patience. And, and if you're meeting with your people regularly, I hear this all the time, Awana. I don't have time for meetings. That means you're doing meetings wrong. If you are having productive meetings, you are helping your people to solve problems, to move your team forward, to, to create revenue, to, to just to, to do the work of the work it can be done in meetings if you're doing that correctly. And what happens is, is that when, when I feel that you trust me because you allow me to solve my own problems instead of telling me what to do, because if you keep telling me what to do, pretty soon I'm going to stop thinking for myself.
And then I actually come to you with every problem that I have and you end up trusting me less because I don't solve the problems and everything you believe about me becomes true because you made it true, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. But on the other hand, if you, if you trust me a little bit, even if I make a mistake and you help me work through that and I fix it, then pretty soon I become able to think critically. I be able, become to solve problems and you trust me more. Yeah, I think so too. And especially it's very important to learn from mistakes. And this is how we, this is how we grow. No one is perfect, no one is born uh, taught. Everyone uh, needs to learn. And uh, let's say not the easiest, it's not easy to learn from mistakes. It's the toughest way to learn from mistakes. But it's, but it's efficient, it works actually. What, you what, remember it. You remember when you made a mistake. Exactly. I was going to ask you, I mean, what have you learned more from your successes or from your failures? Uh, both. <laughs> but actually, actually, you learn, uh, you learn uh, and you learn and remember from what you did, uh, from what you did wrong. You know, you try to make it better the second time. That's right. And, and one of the reasons why I do these types of adventures um, there's an emotional connection. And a lot of times there's an emotional connection to a difficulty or a challenge or a problem. And if you do it the right way, it can become a great, great strength. Well, um, let, let me just see. Do you have any questions for me, Awana? You, you, you're used to asking questions as an attorney. Yes, actually I am. Uh, I was going to ask you, how, uh, how do you teach people to, to trust, to trust their, their team players? This is... You know, it's difficult. It, it is. It, and I work with a lot of CEOs and executives. And one of the ways I do that is through coaching. And it takes time. It's a little bit of the time. And, and the, the, the first thing I do is I help them become aware of their personality. I help them identify the people that are working for them and how they're different from them and how, how they can approach them differently. And then secondly, we, we, we talk about situations that are, that are frustrating. And I actually do role playing with them. So because you, you talked about having an open or a growth mindset. It's so important. And, and a lot of executives, they don't. They have this fixed mindset. Well, my people are struggling this way. And so one of the ways I do that is I say, let's talk about a situation that didn't go well or a situation that's coming up that you need their help with. And we, and we role play. And I don't know if you ever do that before going into a, you know, a, a court. If you practice, it's the same concept. I mean, you're being prepared to work with your team. And we're not always taught that. Some people aren't taught that in their families. They're not always taught it in school. Even with group assignments, so many people just go and do their separate parts and then they come together. And so sometimes it, you need to have somebody that can help you hold your hand a little bit and and then go back and try this and then come back how did that work what what did you learn what what went well what didn't and it takes some patience so that's one of the ways i do it great great so well um you know what I, i'm so grateful that you joined me today i'm sorry christian uh, missed meeting with you you know i know there's a lot of things going on in the world today that are challenging and you live in a, a country right now right next to uh, Ukraine, you've got, I think there's been about a half a million people come through Romania right now. And for those of you who are listening, who are from the United States, Romania is the size, a little bit bigger than Oregon. And they've taken on 65,000 uh, refugees that are staying there. Most of them went somewhere else. But you've got people from all over Europe that, that come to Romania right now. Economy seems to be going good, but now it's being impacted 
And you see the impact of our actions that we, we all impact each other. And when there's trust and when there's no ego, everybody does so much better. Yes, actually, Romania has been very supportive when it came when it comes to when it came actually to the Ukrainian uh, crisis, to the situation, and uh, especially the people, the citizens uh, helped a lot with everything they had, as little as they had with the water. They went to the train stations to to help people, uh, to help refugees, although they were not necessarily staying for a long period in Romania. They were actually in transit. They they still needed help and still needed support, and this is uh, this is what they uh, what we did. So, well, it's a difficult the, uh, time, but it's we are here for them. It is it is difficult, and I'm, I'm so grateful that your people are generous and uh, are helpful, and we need to continue to to be able to support each other so that we can we can take care of we we just can't take care of this problem by ourselves. We need to work as, as you know, as nations working together. But Oana, thank you so much for your time and for your willingness to take out of your personal time that you're, you're Thank you so much. Thank you so much as well. I'm, I'm very glad to be here. It's, it's thank you. And is there, if someone wants to get a hold of you and learn more about your work, I know there are actually people from Romania and, and all around the region that are listening or will listen later. How, how would you like for them to reach out to you? What's the best way for them to contact you? Well, LinkedIn site, website, Domokosh Partners. This is where we can, uh, we, they can uh, reach out to us. So spell Domokosh Partners. Domokosh Partners. And I said us actually as a team, not to me, but uh, to the whole team. Yes, that's that's right. And then LinkedIn, uh, Oana Sarbu on LinkedIn. That's fantastic. That's a great place to connect. And with, if you want to reach out to me, you can find me on altiumleadership.com. That's A-L-T-I-U-M leadership.com. Or email me at spencer at altiumleadership.com. Well, join us next week. We have so, we have so many more guests coming on board. Uh, I think we have Bill Humbert. Uh, uh, next week and he is a expert in recruiting and helping people to also position themselves to get the the best job that, that they need to get and he is just a, a brilliant coach and we're so excited to to have him join us next week at same time uh, noon eastern and we'll be here live on LinkedIn I want to hang on just a second I'm going to close this out and I'd love to love to say goodbye thank you all who joined us today and please like subscribe Teamwork, a better way.